Well, once again, thank you so much to all of those who have helped to put our worship services together. Uh, for Margaret Hopeful, who was our liturgist this morning, for our Wacky Wednesday singers, uh, who offered our children's time today, um, for our praise team, and for Gary Brubaker, who put our music together for us, and for those who have helped in our in-person worship services. Thank you so much to all of those who have helped to put these together. So, like I said, we are in the middle of our series on Sunday School Stories Growing Up. Now, for many of us, we learn these stories as kids <clears throat> in Sunday School, or maybe you didn't, but most of them have some connection with even just pop culture or, um, or within our culture. And so this morning we'll hear the story of Zacchaeus. And sometimes when we hear these stories as children, they sound one way. And when we hear them as adults, they may just sound different. But the truth is, we may hear them one way as adults, and even as adults, we hear them another way. So let's look at the story of Zacchaeus. Would you pray with me? God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. <clears throat> well, you probably remember the details of the story. And if you don't, you remember them probably in song, right? How many of you have been singing the Zacchaeus song all morning? Because I know I have since I have been reading the story over and over. All right, let's do this together. <clears throat> Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. He climbed up in the sycamore tree, for the Lord he wanted to see. And as the Savior passed that way, he looked up in the tree. And he said, Zacchaeus, you come down, for I'm going to your house today, for I'm going to your house today. Please tell me that you sang along with me. But you know what? I sang it. My heart was in that. And it's a great way to remember. Music is always a really great way to remember stories or remember anything, right? But that story, Zacchaeus. We remember him as the little short man um, who climbed up the tree to see Jesus. In the details of the story, um, we know that he's a tax collector and that Jesus invites himself over for dinner where Zacchaeus seemingly apologizes or says, you know, if I've defrauded anyone, then I will pay it back for fourfold. Um, and so Jesus says, salvation has come to your house. That's the story. So um, one of the things that um, was known at that time was that tax collectors were really, they were really hated. Most of that was because they worked for the Roman Empire and often were seen as stealing from their own people. Um, in particular, for Zacchaeus or people like Zacchaeus, who were Jewish men, um, they were Jewish men working for the Roman Empire. And um, they were seen to be collecting for the Roman Empire, people who were oppressing them. Um, and oftentimes, they sort of just skimmed from the top or maybe added a little bit of a percentage for their own pockets. So they collected both for Rome and for themselves. 
Now, in particular, there was um, a tool by the Roman Empire um, known as tax farming, and it was used both to collect income and turn indigenous populations against each other. It was sort of this series of contractors and subcontractors who bid to collect money from an area that they knew well. So a tax collector had his finger on the pulse of businesses in the neighborhood. The tax collectors knew what you did for a living, who your relatives were, and maybe how much you could be squeezed for. Now, as a chief tax collector, Zacchaeus supervised his own subcontractors for the area. So it was assumed that Zacchaeus was extorting his own people. So therefore, he was, well, just not very well liked. And then Jesus comes into town and Jesus has been preaching and teaching around. He's been performing miracles and healing people. And so people are starting to hear just a little bit about who this guy is, or at least rumors of this Jesus. And so he comes to town and Zacchaeus wants to see him like everyone else. So much so that he's willing to climb a tree in order to see. Now, it's possible that because of his reputation, People weren't really letting him see. Um, they may have been crowding him out, so that may have been his only option. Now, have you ever been in a situation that either you knew what you were doing was wrong, but you were either so far in that you couldn't stop, or you convinced yourself or were convinced that even if you did, it wouldn't make a difference? I mean, what if that's where Zacchaeus was? Maybe he was in this position and he didn't know how to stop. I mean, he may have had all sorts of his own negative feelings about himself, guilt, shame, and anger, and, and it's easy to get stuck even in that spiral. Have you ever been in a situation like that where you're just stuck? But Zacchaeus must have held on to something I mean, he went to see Jesus. Now, if he went to him for curiosity or for who, who this Jesus was or, or if he wanted to see him for a whole other reason, it was important enough for Zacchaeus to see Jesus that even though he couldn't see over the clouds, he climbed up in the tree to see Jesus. He climbed up in the sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. Now, here's what I think is really interesting. We know that he climbed in a sycamore tree. Now, it's a really, um, it's a really interesting and odd distinction. It's a particular name and it's a particular tree that we are pointed out. It's not a cedar tree. It's not an olive tree. It's a sycamore tree. And as far as I can tell in the research that I've done so far, it's really the only time in the Bible that a sycamore tree is mentioned. So whenever something like that happens, it strikes me as interesting. It's mentioned so specifically. So I started researching sycamore trees in the Bible. Now this sycamore tree is known as a sycamore fig tree. And um, it symbolizes strength and protection, eternity and divinity. Well, come on, there's a lot of that in this story, right? Strength and protection, eternity and divinity. And 
You know, when I picture a sycamore tree and, and even Zacchaeus climbing up a tree, I guess I, I haven't pictured anything that like ginormous. I mean, it was big enough to climb, but this kind of sycamore tree was actually huge. Um, and it was grown especially for high quality wood and lumber. Um, it grew around a hundred feet in height and up to six feet around. Are you picturing this? A tree a hundred feet tall and six feet around. Now picture Zacchaeus climbing this. I mean, maybe he didn't even get up to a branch. I don't know. I mean, that puts a different picture into it, right? Like, was he just clinging on? I mean, not even around. Was he clinging to the trunk for life? trying to see this Jesus. I mean, he wasn't even like just sitting in a branch. He was holding on, hoping for a glimpse of Jesus. Now, apparently with these kinds of trees, these sycamore fig trees, there was a particular fungus that attacks them as they age. And this fungus doesn't interfere with anything on the outside of the tree. In fact, the outside of the tree looks perfect and healthy and wonderful. You wouldn't even know that there was anything wrong. But the fungus attacks the inside of the tree, making it weak and hollow. We'll talk about that later. Now Zacchaeus's name means pure in Hebrew. And that is slightly ironic given his name, uh, or given his job as a tax collector. Um, now, we talked about tax collectors and what they often did is taking advantage of their people. And that's very true. And we don't have specific evidence that Zacchaeus did. Now, we can make assumptions based on his job and based what most did, and also we don't have any evidence in the scriptures that Zacchaeus did this. All we know is that he made a statement of restitution after having dinner with Jesus. And he didn't say, I did take advantage of people. He said, if I did, if I cheated anyone, I will pay back fourfold. And not even if I took advantage, I will give half of my possessions to the poor. This is a really big act of generosity. So I started to think about this sycamore fungus and Zacchaeus. This fungus that can attack from the inside, but not the outside. So we can see Zacchaeus from the outside. And so can Jesus. But Jesus sees something else. Jesus is constantly surprising us, always, all the time. I mean, if you think about it, Zacchaeus should probably be someone that he avoids. I mean, if Zacchaeus has done these things, shouldn't he be outside of, of Jesus' care? He's a sinner, the crowd complains. And yet... Jesus is constantly including 
people who others think shouldn't be included. Jesus is constantly expanding the story when we want to make it smaller. And so when the crowd cries, oh, he's a sinner. Why are you eating with Zacchaeus? I kind of wonder who isn't. And what if Jesus came to your house? I mean, if Jesus said to you, I'm going to have dinner at your house tonight. I'm coming to your house today. Coming over for dinner. What would you talk about? I mean, I probably have a list of questions and Jesus probably does too. What would you leave out in prominent positions? I once did a children's time um, where I was talking about the Bible and um, I held the Bible up and I said, what is this? And one of the kids raised their hand. They said, oh, I know what that is. It's the Bible. I said, that's right. It's the Bible. And they said, yeah, my mom always puts it on the table when you come over. What would you put in prominent positions in your house? Or what might you put in the closet? What would you wear? What do you wear to hang out with Jesus? And then what do you serve for dinner? Do you focus on the exterior things? But what if Jesus saw more than that? The way that we practice our faith isn't just about how it looks on the outside, but also what's happening inside, in our, in our hearts, in our interior life. So if it's not Zacchaeus, but it's us, if it's you, if it's me climbing the sycamore tree, what does Jesus see? Because on the outside, Zacchaeus looks like the worst. I mean, he was a sinner by most people accounts. And yet after dinner with Jesus, Zacchaeus announces that he'll give half of his possessions away and pay back four times if he's cheated anybody. This is incredibly generous. And it's not something that Zacchaeus does out of guilt or shame, but something that he does out of generosity. And none of the others in the crowd made such an offer that we know of. And I'm pretty sure there were other sinners in the crowd. It wasn't just what Zacchaeus appeared to be that was important to Jesus. It's who he actually was. And sometimes we start to believe what other people say of who we are, that we're dirty, rotten, awful people, a sinner beyond redeeming. I mean, people probably said this and more to Zacchaeus, and maybe so much that he started to believe it. Maybe you've heard those things too, and you've started to believe them. And yet it's, it's not even the truth of who we are. I mean, Zacchaeus wasn't perfect when he met Jesus. In fact, he was far from it. 
But here's the thing, if Jesus waited until someone was perfect before he talked to them or encountered them or had dinner with them, he'd be waiting an awfully long time for something that may never come. But Jesus doesn't wait. Jesus meets us all where we are, imperfections and all. And he doesn't leave us there. He asks us to take the next step, to come down out of the tree. Spend some time with me. He invites us into relationship to talk about our lives, our stories. And then he shows us who we really are. At the end of the passage, Jesus says, I came to seek and save the lost. Sometimes we just need to be reminded of who we are over dinner in the sycamore tree to be reminded that we are all children of God. No exceptions. And sometimes once we've been reminded, we have to help remind someone else. Rob Bell, who is a Christian author and pastor, he says, the gospel is the announcement of who God insists you are. You're a child of God, not because of how great you are, but because God has all kinds of kids and you're one of them. You are a child of God. Zacchaeus was a child of God, loved by God. And it was his job and our job to share that gospel message that God loves you so much. You are blessed to be a blessing to others. So let's go share that message to seek and save the lost. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. He climbed up in the sycamore tree, for the Lord he wanted to see. And as the Savior passed that way, he looked up in the tree, and he said, Zacchaeus, you come down, for I'm going to your house today. For I'm going to your house today. Amen.